Hey, welcome once again to Rapid Fire Sports. Great to have you with us for another week, and I'm not going to count any more weeks because I can't remember half the time what week it is, and I'm getting a little sick of this guy over here embarrassing me on our podcast. So I'm going to bypass it, okay? Yeah, you embarrass yourself. This is Steve Sackalicious, Sackman. What else do you call yourself? Uh, Whatever. Whatever you want to call me. You must have a kind of laid-back day today because you had your glasses on I do. Today. I do. Yeah. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, and so oh. I decided not to put the contacts in on that part. But also wanted to uh, make sure as I beat you in uh, the usual parts that we talk about this in debate, now I look more studious yes, you and do. more yeah. educated. You're very <laughs> studious. <laughs> okay, by the way, I did find a... Uh, I found, and I don't know if you've already put her away, but I found a, yeah, she's up there. a rousy, uh, what do you call those things? Figurine. A elite. elite. So, yeah. So, Troy, uh, first off, as much as we kid, he's, he's a hell of a guy. Okay. So, goes over to our local Big Locks. By the way, Grand Reopening, if you haven't been to your local one here in Richmond, Indiana. That's right. Uh, Grand Reopening. Did not know that they sold elites. Troy found out. Troy was there. He first initially sent me pictures of WWE Basics. Now, I'm no basic. I don't do basics. I don't deal with basics. I deal with elites. So, yes. I asked Troy. I said, WWE Elites? Question mark. He said, what is an elite? Question mark. So, yes. I said, it's a wrestling figure in a box more detailed he then knew exactly what i was talking about found it had two of them there actually there's three total a nia jackson two ronda rousey's i already own the nia jacks i do not own that certain type of ronda rousey so i said please purchase one he did brought it to me and now we've figured out a way that i'm going to get some more action figures my wife better not be listening to this because she's not going to be happy <laughs> but a way to achieve more wrestling figures and thanks to this man i have another figure my second ronda rouse me rousey not rouse, rouse me yeah. Uh, and so now my uh, my total arsenal is getting uh, closer. Your wall is going to be full here pretty soon. So. Yeah, I've got to start taking it around here. And someday, again, we'll show you all the things. And someday, in fact, it's probably going to go around this way here. So you'll start seeing them here. But it's quite the... Uh uh, quite the assortment of wrestling figures here. All elites, all in box. Uh, I don't let them breathe. I let them stay in the box there, and uh, I make sure. And, and the one you picked out as well, too, not only a Rousey one, very good on there, but the one you picked, I'm sure the other box is probably more dented maybe a little bit. You picked out a great box there, I got too. a good box. Yeah. I, I reached for the one in the very back because so nobody could see yeah. it, mm -hmm. so I made sure. I always know the box has got to be good. So, yeah, no, yeah. excellent. Glad, glad I could help and out. Mint. Mint condition, mm -hmm. Ronda Rousey. Okay, we have a lot of various things to talk about today. We're going to kind of jump around from the NBA to the National Football League, college football. There's some more upsets this past weekend. We've got a controversial issue we'll talk about today that a lot of people will not touch, but we take no prisoners on this podcast. And wrestling. And wrestling. We've got wrestling coming up as well. We are past the halfway point of college football. Let's start there, and then we're going to go to wrestling, and then we'll kind of make our way through uh, today's podcast. But as you probably know by now, college football, I think, is coming up on week 10, if I'm not mistaken. And there is a new number one in the Associated Press College Football poll, which I find hard to believe that they would overtake Alabama, who easily beat up on Arkansas. And I know it's a less opponent than what you saw LSU beating Auburn this past weekend. I always have a hard time when the pollsters, especially these sports writers, decide, well, LSU's better all of a sudden than Alabama. When Alabama walked away with a win and LSU did beat Auburn only by three at home, 
Why in the world would they bypass Alabama and put LSU up there? Yeah, you know what? We can continue to talk about this for a long time, about why they do this. But in, on November 9th, they're going to play each other, and they're going to have it figured out of who's really won and who's not won. And honestly, the winner of that is going to write their ticket pretty much to go to the national championship uh, in, the, in the, the tournament there because they're going to have no losses most likely, especially if it's Alabama, no losses going into the SEC tournament than playing a Georgia or Florida team that both have one loss that are neither going to jump. I don't believe Alabama, even though they win a championship game, I still don't think that they'll jump at that point if Alabama is the one number one seed in the nation. Uh, they played in the SEC championship. They beat them. Alabama's not dropping out of the top four. Right. So I don't think there's any chance that that happens. So, Yes, it's interesting to see why that happens. I mean, basically, you maybe go off the numbers and say with the Auburn win, that then puts LSU at a, a better strike to schedule than what Alabama's faced. But it's all going to come together on November 9th when the two of those teams play. Um, I have Alabama beating LSU and then playing three games after that with nobodies until they play the SEC championship, which game will be Florida or, Al- or Georgia in that case. And I think they're going to win that one too. Yeah, and the mark uh, that you said was November 9th, and that will be that LSU-Alabama game. And I believe it is at it's at Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, that's the reason so. why you look at that where it's going to happen there. I think if it was at LSU, it might be more of a coin flip. But at Alabama, if Alabama is going to lose, it's definitely not going to be at home. Uh, yeah. And I don't see that with uh, – I think they have um, – uh, I forget who Alabama has left on the schedule. But it's an unranked team. I know Texas A&M is one of those teams in the last regular season game of the year. But I don't think that Alabama is going to um, – after they get past LSU, is not going to stumble. They're going to be one of those teams that's going to get there at the end. I have them right now. If we were to finish the season, they're the number one seed in the country. Okay, so give me your final four, final if four. you're to pick right now. Okay, so final four, if I had to pick right now, um, I think that Clemson is going to get through the ACC. I don't think there's any issue there. Clemson's going to be your two seed going in. Ohio State is going to be your three. They have now two really tough matchups left, uh, not counting also what's going to happen in the Big Ten Championship, but you have um, – Maryland and Rutgers, easy. Yeah. Then you have Penn State, and then you have Michigan. Those yeah. are going to be two tough games, especially the way Michigan played this weekend. Um, I just think that Ohio State's really, really good. What I saw from them against Wisconsin was really impressive. Um, I think Penn State's good. I, I just don't see them having the complete team that what Ohio State has. And Harbaugh's going to prove that he can actually beat Ohio State. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, so I got Ohio State being the three. And out of nowhere, once you have all this SEC shuffle, it's actually going to happen. Oregon. Is going to be your four seed. Oregon. Yeah, four seed right now. I think they're a seven seed overall. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get through their conference. I don't think that they're going to have a loss in there. So I see Oregon as being in the top four, <laughs> being the four seed. Okay. Uh, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Uh, if I were to look at it right now, those are my four. Uh, you know, Penn State sitting right there, I think, is like you said, they're going to, have, if they can beat somehow Ohio State, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Florida's there, as you said. Those two teams are going to play this weekend, Florida and Georgia. Uh, boy, so many things are going to happen here at the end. But you know what? You look down here a little bit later, and there's a Utah team sitting there at number nine in the country I would keep an eye on. Of course, Notre Dame, all you fans out there, Notre Dame fans, you're long gone now. You lost two, and you got drilled by Michigan. And my son who covered the game texted me, said they acted like they didn't want to be there because, and I'm sure because it was raining and such, it, it, but Michigan showed up in the rain. Uh, so I was a little di- bit disappointed by Notre Dame in in the way they played, but um, I, I might have a better idea about that. I think Georgia's going to beat Florida. I think Georgia's just a better football team, whether that's going to vault them ahead or not, but I'm like you. I'm going to kind of wait and see what happens with that uh, Penn State-Ohio State game. I just don't think it, there's no, there's just no way Penn State's going to win that game. Ohio State has been one team that has surprised me just how good they really are this year. I think they might be better 
I'm not saying better than Alabama, but I think they're better than LSU. And I mm-hmm. saw that LSU team a little bit yesterday. I think Ohio State's better than them. Now, as far as Clemson goes, I'm not sure, but I think right now Ohio State being the number two team. I mean, yeah, you can go. I, the goal is to get one or two because then you get the you get the home field advantage yeah. uh, technically in that scenario there for yeah. that. But um, you get to play the three four in there, but. Um, just to get in the top four is really what you want to do there. When you look at Utah, and I think you also have Oklahoma down there, they've got to pass some teams to get up there. I just think Florida and Georgia are going to be out of the whole scenario there. Where I think Georgia's right now eight, Florida is right now six, but they're gonna they're gonna go up against one of those SEC West teams and they're yeah. gonna lose, and so they're gonna be knocking themselves out. So one of those teams in those lesser conferences has a chance to jump some teams to get in there. It's just a matter of which team is that going to be to get in the top four. After watching Oklahoma the other day struggle against Kansas State, I liked them up until that point, but I'm not sure about Oklahoma. By the way, I was looking at some of the numbers. This has nothing to do with who's going to get in the Final Four, but I'll tell you what, who ought to be the Heisman favorite is Joe Burrow out of LSU. I mean, that guy's just simply playing crazy football right now. I think he might be the guy to take home that trophy. It's going to be an interesting year to see what this thing finishes up at. Let's talk wrestling. Let's do it. Um I got to be honest with you. I was very disappointed in what I saw was it Wednesday that the two go back to back or are against each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything that made me go wow like I did the week before. Now, am I wrong about that? There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of tag team matches. But there were a lot of people in there that I first off didn't recognize, which is understandable. But the other thing is. It wasn't the way it was the week before. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was actually a pretty good show. Now, it was in one of the better um, cities for wrestling there is. Pittsburgh is one of the best yeah. wrestling cities there is. And so it was at Pitt, uh, the Peterson Event Center. And so it was a really small arena, not compared to the P- PNG Paints Arena where the, the Penguins play. Small arena, but uh, I thought it was a pretty cool setup there. Now, they had a situation where... Uh, both Cody Rhodes's group versus Chris Jericho's group. Chris Jericho's group is in a box, and they're talking smack and having their own microphone up there. Where Cody's in the ring trying to shoot a promo, they don't have that. So next thing you know, Cody calls down one of his he calls his brother down to help him. Calls another wrestler down, and then actually calls out former WWE Hall of Famer, actually current WWE Hall of Famer uh, DDP Diamond Dallas Page to come okay. down as well. They go up into uh, the box, start beating up on Jericho and his group, take it into the concourse. Uh, Jericho's got a ticket trying to show him. I mean, they're beating him up with his ticket. They're throwing <laughs> dipping dots on him. It's pretty entertaining there. Yeah. Uh, another good match you saw, you saw uh, the Bastard Pock. Can I say Bastard on this you podcast? You can, yes. Okay. The Bastard yeah. Pock versus John Moxley, who, again, you were pretty close. He's a little soft in the middle there, a little, little doughy. A little, yeah. uh, but good wrestling match. It went to the end of TV, and so they they're, they didn't have a winner. It was a draw because literally when TV ran out, that match ran out. So I thought that was a good match overall. And then another match, the thing I liked as well, too, um, Dr. Britt Baker. I don't know if you know Dr. Britt Baker. She's no. a female wrestler. Uh, she's actually the first ever uh, doctor who is a real doctor who is a wrestler. She is a uh, dentist in the Florida area. She did her, um, I guess, dental school at Pittsburgh. And okay. so it was a pretty good homecoming for her and all that. So I thought it was a pretty good matchup and pretty good show on there for uh, AEW. On NXT, what they did is they brought uh, Finn Balor down back over to the NXT brand there to try to get some more viewerships that way. So it's good to see competition. I, I really like what I'm seeing from AEW. I find myself more excited about Wednesdays than I do about Mondays or Fridays or NXT on Wednesdays. I really like what AEW is doing. I just like something different. You know, you kind of kept talking about how you want to see something better in the ring. I am seeing a better in-ring product.
product from AEW. Plus, I like to see what I'm seeing with the uh, the on the microphone actions of both uh, uh, you know Jericho's group, uh, what they're doing. Also, they're jumping over in MMA with Jake Hager, uh, who just had a uh, MMA fight as well too, who's part of Jericho's group. The uh, you know, so it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, I, I just. The, the matches I saw, I just felt, number one, it was almost too, you, you talk about orchestrated, I understand that, but it felt almost too orchestrated to the point where they weren't really wrestling as much as they were just kind of jumping around all over the top of each other. Fest. Is that what it's it is? Spot fest. There was a lot of spot fest where it's yeah. basically, we're going to do all these cool moves in a while and none of which are going to hurt you and you're going to get right up and do this move and do a somersault into this. It's really cool to see. I'm sure great live, but when you want to have some sort of reality to it, you're like, at some point, something's got to hurt. Yeah. And you can't be getting yeah. up. If that move hurts that guy, he can't get up. And then your match doesn't hurt him. He can't get up. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so a big key term in there in SpotFest is continuity. And there's not a lot of continuity in what you're seeing in the SpotFest matches compared to whatever happens in other matches. But uh, you do like to see the athleticism. When you look yeah. back at what wrestling was back in the 70s, 80s, and even before that, how it was pretty much as bulky and not be able to get around the ring. These guys are definitely getting around the ring. Yeah. Um, so. And I have no problem with that, but if it's too much spot fest, as you call it, then there's no way I'm going to stay with it because I can't watch it that long because it was match after match after match. It got a little boring for mm-hmm. me. So Yeah, no. And then the one thing I want to talk about as well, too, is just uh, your thoughts on Crown Jewel. Have you paid much attention to this in WWE? I, I have doing? not, no. So it's their pay-per-view they do in Saudi. The Saudi Prince basically funds them to come out there and do a pay-per-view. So you got a couple matches here that are going to be pretty interesting. you got Team Hulk Hogan versus Team Flair, neither of which are stated to wrestle. Who knows what happens when they go abroad if they're actually going to wrestle. But you got their teams. Then you have some crossover matches, which are going to be kind of cool here. You've got Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury, who's the uh, heavyweight boxing champion of the world, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then you also have Cain Velasquez, who is going up against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Cain Velasquez is one of the people who actually uh, Brock Lesnar lost to uh, in his MMA fighting career. And so he's come over now to the WWE. So they've got some of these interesting gimmick matches that are going to happen at this pay-per-view. Again, the Saudi prince can pay for whatever he wants. And so he's literally trying to buy these huge pay-per-views. And so... Uh, what do you think about that? What do you think when you see crossover athletes going into a, a wrestling? Um, I like it. You do? Yeah, I like it. I think it's kind of fun. I think it adds something to it. Uh, I, I'm curious to kind of see how they react uh, because, you know, as you talk about it being orchestrated, how much do they maybe once in a while get a little ticked off if they get hit or something? I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. I especially like it on the fact for boxing. MMA has done this for WWE for a while. Now, there's been a lot of ML, ML, MMA uh, crossover. In boxing, you had a few. You had Floyd Mayweather versus the big show a few WrestleManias ago, uh, but boxing needs it. Boxing is on life support right now, and they need something that's going to draw more fans to their product. Uh, I never had seen Tyson Fury before he came out and started promoing for the WWE into this match. So I think it's smart uh, on both ends. I think it's smart for boxing. I think it's smart for WWE to get a name of somebody outside of wrestling to get some more publicity for wrestling. Yeah. But then also smart for boxing as well, too. Yeah, one day we'll pick up that boxing commentary because you're right. They are on life support. It, it, I, I barely know anybody in boxing anymore the way I used to. Yeah, and it used to be one of the greatest things. when People would pay money through the butt for pay-per-views to see a Tyson or a Holyfield or yeah. a Riddick Bow and all those guys were used to be. I mean, the heavyweight champion. You knew who the heavyweight champion in boxing was yeah. uh, to me to ask you I, I think Tyson Fury is a champion I'm not positive of that yeah. uh, that kind of tells you where boxing's at right now yeah and, and how many divisions they have and all that stuff I wouldn't know I, anymore either so alright a lot of wrestling news and uh, one of these days now that uh, the Sackman's on Twitter 
you can start feeding out some of that Twitter Yeah, I need to tweet more. If you, if you haven't already gone, go to at CoachSack21. Uh, I've got three or four tweets out there. I've got uh, the first ever tweet was the Raiders win. I don't think they've won since, so uh, I might be jinxing that part of it. Tweeted out a couple times our podcast on there, uh, and then a picture of my daughter in a, a catcher's helmet. So, oh, very good. Uh, yeah, no, I just try to, to start it mix early. it up huh? a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So three whole tweets. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you had Twitter? Uh, well, again, the, the Raiders won, so it's been you about know, a month. You know, <laughs> you know, I keep up with wrestling a little bit more if you do it during the matches, because then I could get your input well, as they're going. I, I'm on. learning. I've been tweeting uh, behind the mask of Erlen baseball for a while, and I've never been selfish enough to tweet for myself. Lord, yeah. no, I didn't even know what happened when I was liking things as Erlen baseball. I didn't know other people could see me liking things. So when I'm liking like wrestlers, I'm seeing that or at Erlen baseball likes this wrestler as well. I'm like, that's eh, probably not so professional. So yeah. let Coach Sack like that stuff so you want to call follow i'm a great follow i just need a little bit more motivation to put stuff out there you know twitter's been around a while yeah. if you didn't know i don't know about that hippity jimmy to twitter <laughs> all these modern finagle yeah. things all right let's talk about the national football league as you know we're at the halfway point uh, of the nfl season and i wanted to throw a couple of things out there you were talking about with college football all the top teams that are starting to kind of separate themselves and what will we have in the final four. But I want to ask you a little bit, and I thought I'm going to go back and look at some of these teams. The power ratings came out, the Sporting News, they do a power rating every Monday, and they have New England at number one, San Francisco number two, Green Bay number three, New Orleans at number four. I think those would those be pretty fair for you? Would you change any of those top four? Uh, I, I've watched them all play. San Francisco still, I, I mean, that was a pretty big win yesterday against Carolina. I thought that was going to be a, a game that Carolina definitely won, but I, I'm still not sold on them. I'm not sold on Green Bay either. I love New mm. Orleans, and I love New England. I, I don't care who New England's had to beat, what they've had. They're just, it, it might be just the idea that you're playing New England and, and they're just a fear factor of going up against those guys that yeah. they're right now just, uh, they're not playing the great, I mean, as Tom Brady says, they don't really have an identity. They don't, but yeah. they're winning games. And, yeah. and it's just in that division, especially with a Bills team that has played pretty good so far, they're done. There's no way that New England's not going to win the division. They're going to get through that. New, New Orleans, I'm high on, especially when you, you look at Teddy Bridgewater and what he's done so far. And then Drew Brees coming back last week, the talent they have there. And heck, they're going to actually get better too, because most likely, uh, there's going to be teams right now, especially the Bears, going to go after uh, Teddy Bridgewater to try to see if they can salvage their season. Yeah. So if they get more draft picks, that thing's going to be pretty scary for them in the future. But uh, Green Bay and San Francisco, not so sold on them. Yeah, you have to look at records. They're definitely deserving to be up there, but got to see a bit more to know if they're actually one of those real teams. Even after Green Bay's win last night, at Kansas City, you know, at Kansas City. I would have, it would have meant more to me if Patrick Mahomes is actually out there. Now, Matt yeah. Moore uh, still put up some points against them, and their defense has been much better this year. But, I, you know, again, when you're in a big game like that and you got to go up against Patrick Mahomes, who's going to be coming at you, uh, I would love to have seen that game if it was at full strength on both teams. All right. They have Minnesota at number five. They're now six and two. Uh, who else did they have here? At number six, they have Seattle at number six, which might have the MVP with uh, their quarterback there. Uh, then they have, who's number seven? I didn't go past number seven. I thought I'd stop there. But they had Buffalo at number 14. Buffalo's five and two. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts at number 11, even after their win yesterday. Uh, so they had them down a little bit. Houston at number 12. My concern about Houston is right now, J.J. Watt is out now for the rest of the year. So you trade away clowny last year now you don't have jj watt again i'm a little bit suspect on their defense yeah, so. i mean the afc is a joke right now though i mean again as much as i love my raiders they still actually have a chance because you got houston and you got buffalo or two right now leading teams to get the afc wild card yeah. then outside of that you got a lot of teams that are 
a game at 500 or a game under 500, which is what the Raiders are, and then two or three games under that are still within mark of that because of how bad the Browns have played. You know, the Steelers are going to probably get a win tonight against your Dolphins tonight, yeah. but well, who doesn't? Uh, the Steelers are not very good. You look at a lot of the injuries. The NFL should be really nervous about how many injuries they've had this year and what the product looks like, especially in the AFC. One team you did mention that I think is really scary, however, it's also scary what their quarterback play can be, is Minnesota. Yeah. I think Minnesota's defense is really, really tough. I think they're always a team that's hard nosed at how they play. Kirk Cousins, depending on how he plays at times. If he can be manageable, he has a big-time arm. They've got receivers when Thielen's healthy and digs. You put those guys on the outside. Plus, one of the best running backs who's most underrated in the league is Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, they've got two tight ends and uh, the rookie they picked up plus also with Kyle Rudolph. They've got some pieces there that I, I think Minnesota's for real. I, I actually like Minnesota more than I like Green Bay. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Houston or Minnesota. Their quarterback has been named in some MVP talk as well. I mean, he put up numbers, but you look at the thing he did last or at Thursday night against the Redskins. I need to see more against the Redskins. Redskins got a deep, decent defense, but, I mean, he played with them, and they were down to Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback. That's a game that if I'd like to see more separation on the offense, but Adam Thielen didn't play, so you had just Stefan Diggs and some other receivers. So uh, we'll, we'll need to see a little more. Yeah, by the way, uh, Russell Wilson right now, 115.5 in, in 17 touchdowns. His 115.5 is his QBR, which is the best in the National Football League. Cousins right behind him. Uh, disappointments, if you're a Bengals fan, you're on eight. Uh, I, they had the, the Rams at number 10 at five and three. I don't think they're that What's their good. identity? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you have no idea. We're, no. We're, Todd Gurley is not the player he used to no. be. Not at and all. won't be anymore. No. no. Um, you know, Jared Goff is, is, a, is a solid quarterback, but, I mean, he reminds me a lot of the Carson Wentz kind of aspect of things. Cause where are they both at right now? Yeah. I mean, they're really both kind of mediocre um, and, and not what they were or what we thought they were, uh, you know, a year or so ago. Yeah, it's amazing you win a Super Bowl and everybody thinks you're the greatest thing in the world. It's not a consistency thing. They always think it's one game, and the next thing you know, you're an MVP of everything. You know, Atlanta's one and seven. The Bears, you mentioned them, three and four. These are my disappointments. One and seven, Washington. The Jets at one and six might be the biggest disappointment would be Cleveland because the Browns had a decent year last year. They spouted off their mouth a little bit too much. And then and Mayfield this year has 12 interceptions. If you're a Browns fan, I'd be quiet for a while. Now, they have a good chance this week because I don't know if you heard what Joe Flacco came out and said about the Broncos' offense and how uh, yeah. conservative they are. Yeah. They've already announced he's not starting this week. He's really? got a neck injury. So <laughs> it's got to be from the longest span of, uh, of a week to say, oh, yeah, we know for sure he's not going to be able to play this week. Yeah. yeah, You think that's an injury or you think that's an injury? Injury, yeah. yeah. He was, but can, uh, I, can I actually speak to you yes, about injuries? Yes. Can we talk about Kelechi Assembly? Do you know the situation with yeah, the Jets? They, yes, yeah, yes. I, 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 I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. What, what do you I mean? Do you know the whole backstory with it? I mean, if you don't know what's going on here, Clutchy Assembly right now is an offensive lineman, former Raider, uh, for the New York Jets. He was actually a Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman for the Ravens. Raiders signed a big contract, released him. Jets picked him up. Um, so he went and got an MRI. He had been injured, had a little shoulder issue. Uh, got an MRI. MRI, what he says, shows a torn labrum off the bone. Jets say, no, we want you to go ahead and we want you to play through this. We want you to suck it up. We want you to go ahead and take some painkillers and take a quarter zone a shot or two. Right. He declines this and goes ahead and gets surgery. What the Jets end up doing is they end up releasing him because he went and got surgery on his own. What, what are your thoughts on this whole scenario? Well, my question is, why did he do it on his own? Why didn't he just, it was the, was the examination, the, the MRI, was that through the team? No, it was on his own. Okay, so he does all this on his own instead of going through the team, which is probably pretty good protocol, right? Yeah, you should go through the team. Yes, okay. I agree. But if the team is not allowing you, which I don't know for sure if the team was not allowing him to get an MRI, but if the MRI shows that you have a torn labrum 
and they're telling you they want you to play through it, and you're telling them, I don't want to play through it. Who's right here? Well, I'm not saying I don't trust the guy, but did anybody see the MRI? Does anybody know it's a true... The agent says yes. I don't think they've actually come out and shown the true tear on it. But if we know doctors, doctors are not going to they're not going to cut somebody right. open without a right. tear yeah. on some sort. Now, how big is a tear? Can you play through that tear? Can you wait to the off season? That's I think where there's a little bit of cloudiness in the water. There is he probably says it's a tear. I need surgery. They're probably saying it's a tear. You probably can wait until the end of the year to get this done. And it won't be any worse. Help. And it won't be any worse yeah. there. So that's probably where we're looking at this muddy water. Okay. Tear. Well, knowing the Jets organization and the way they've run things lately and knowing how they just can't win any football games they're probably in a desperation mode somewhere in there I'm not sure who to trust in this issue but if I'm the player I try to make sure that I throw everything in their court hey we went through your system I've got to have an MRI I mean at least try to get the MRI done through the team and then go from there if they say that it's not injured enough I would say keep playing and if it's not going to so be hurt anymore playing. yeah just keep playing you're going to if, put yourself out if, there and keep playing if, right? if if they if the doctor tells me that I will injure it no more cuz I know high school kids do this they'll say listen I got this because uh, I've talked to coaches, well, it's not going to get hurt anymore. They're going to go ahead and play as a little whatever damage in the knee, whatever. It won't hurt anymore. I'd still play. Uh, well, I, I think that there is zero chance a doctor would have said, there's no chance you're not going to get hurt more. There's, I, I think that they say, you know what, you're already going to need surgery anyway, so might as well see how long we can go with this. Yeah. They're not going to say, I don't think you can't get hurt anymore because I think you can definitely tear it off more if it was a small tear on there before. Yeah, and that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they said. But the other, and the other thing is... If I'm the Jets and I'm now one and six or one and seven or whatever I am, I might as well just let him go get the surgery anyway because you're not going to win any much anymore any anymore the rest of the year. So why? Flip side on that though, and going to that game, they were one and five. Now they're one and six. Going to that, if they were five and one, what do you think this guy? Do you think it's the same scenario? Do you think he's more itching to get out there at five and one? Do you think it's because of the way the season's going he gets the surgery? Well, let me ask you this: He's this is his third team. And how long has he been in the NFL? Uh, he's 30 years old. So so he's been around a little yeah. while. So so has, how has his reputation been as a as a guy you can count on? I mean, he's a pro bowler when he's healthy, but healthy health has been an issue for him. Okay. That's a tough one. That's mm-hmm. a real tough call. Because a lot of times I look at character and are the guys that, you know, have not performed the way you would hope or the guys who complain a lot. I, so I don't know much about his background. So It's going to be interesting to see what the Players Association and the uh, the Jets end up dealing with this thing because the Jets are going to probably want some recruitment of money back because yeah. he did it on his own. He's going to probably say, you wanted me to do certain things playing-wise. I wasn't going to do it. I deserve all the money. So uh, yet to be determined what's going to happen with this thing, but I just want to kind of get your get, grasp what you thought. Yeah, I, I'd love to, if, I, if you could ever just sit down and talk with some of these people and really get to know them, you kind of get a feeling how they really are uh that'd be more helpful but i'd still think you go through the team and try to do what they want you to do if you think it's really serious enough i'm not so sure i'd still go and do it myself i'd maybe continue to try to talk to them and say listen this really isn't good you know so so clutchy if you ever want to call into the show let us know we'd love to have you on here and have you to have your side of the story on what's going on jets as well too if you want to call in Adam Gaze, <laughs> if you want to call in we'd make time for you and yeah, be able to Gaze. speak with you what a hire that was for the jets hiring adam Gaze, who couldn't get the job done in miami so you bring him to new york you get Le'Veon Bell, you get Sam Darnold back, you win that first game, and the next thing you know, 
when Darnold's back, they thought they were going to the Super Bowl oh, as well. And what was he seeing? Oh, seeing well, ghosts, right? He was seeing ghosts, and they didn't like that either. They didn't like him saying they just. Uh, I agree, though. Why? If you're, I mean, are you trying to throw him under the bus? There, he's never going to live that down. In fact, the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot this past week was wearing a sheet over himself because <laughs> he was a ghost. He's never going to live that down. You do not let that air, NFL. If you yeah. care anything about Sam Darnold and your quarterbacks of this league, you do not let that air. They go through that. They listen to everything that's going on there before they say click enter. Let them listen to this. He, that should never have gotten out there. If you ever watch those things, it's always usually like this guy's making, uh, uh, yeah, it's all noises. They don't actually say stuff. And then he goes, ah, oh, man, seeing ghosts out there. That's really good for him. Well, You're an idiot, NFL. Well, maybe he did see ghosts. I don't know. Maybe yeah, but he... you don't let him say that because you're like, how is this going to, like, it's a great sound beat. I agree. And he did say it. But at some point, you're like, this guy is never going to live this down. Anybody he's going to go up against defensively is just going to eat in the threads, in the shreds now. You know, you're, you, let me ask you a question. Let, ask me. This, okay, so he's seeing ghosts. He got out over the air. You sound like a guy who would ban women who flip out their boobies during the World Series. You saw that, didn't you, right? I did see that. Now, and and uh, she's banned now. They can't go to the games anymore. What's uh, the problem? I didn't see her face, though. I didn't oh, know. How do they know which pretty good you looking. Are? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd love I... to see the ratings through that hour time there right there. <laughs> 18 to 34. What were the ratings at that time? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. 7 to 18. What, well, the kids would love to see that. By the way, her name is Julia Rose. Oh. Uh, we, we did some investigative reporting did on you? this. Yes. And Julia is going to get a lot of attention out of this. Uh, by the time now, you see the rest of her, huh? Does she have a Twitter? She has a Twitter page. Okay. Yeah, and she's, we need to find that. She is taking full advantage of that Twitter page. Full I, frontal advantage. Full. Well, yeah. In some instances, yeah, <laughs> as, much, as much as she can. <laughs> she's she's uh, she's doing her job. That's for sure. But I think that you know, listen. So you flash a few people. It's late at night. There are no kids watching anyway. If the ratings go up for baseball, why not do what you can? I mean, well, all it does now is when they go back to Houston for Game Six. I got to see what the Astro fans are about. I mean, are you going to let that happen? You yeah. might, you might win the World Series, but are you really winning the World yeah. Series? Come on, guys, yeah. pick it up in Houston. Let's see go. what you got down there. What's all her right. name? What's her name again? Her name is Julia Rose. Julia Rose, if you'd like to call into our show, we'd <laughs> love to be able to have you. In fact, we'd make a space for you right in the middle here to. Continue we will make your... it a, a whole hour show. Yeah. If you want to come in. Hey, by the way, NBA has started, and let's get to some early indications of what is going on in the NBA. Yeah, have you have you paid much attention early on? I have watched a couple of games, and I'll tell you why I don't watch very often, and you probably know you've heard the, the complaints from me before, but yeah, I've watched a couple. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, obviously the Lakers, kind of not sure about them. The Warriors, whoa, that was a bad loss. To a team that beat both the Lakers and the Warriors, uh, the Clippers are for real. Yeah, uh, the Clippers, Clippers are really good, and no Paul George yet. Uh, yeah. When they get him, they're just adding those two guys to a team that was already pretty good last year with a coach yeah. who's already won multiple world championships in Doc Rivers uh, with an owner who's willing to pay in Balmer. Uh, they're going to be the toast of the town there in L.A. So I, I really like what the Clippers have done. Yeah. Uh, another team that I like in the East, East is kind of eh overall, but yeah. the Bucks are going to be really good there. I think they're super deep there. I, I really like them more than the Sixers. I'm a big fan of the Sixers. Your Celtics, I'm unsure of them right now. Yeah. Um, but I really like what I'm seeing from the Bucks there, even though they're 1-1 one one right now. Um, the Nuggets. The Nuggets, what's interesting about the Nuggets, the Nuggets, I think, have a chance, though the Clippers, I think, are the most talented team in the West. The Nuggets bring back 12 of, 15, of 18 players from last year's Rockets. Yeah. They're the most team that's the most cohesive in what they have there. The Nuggets um, are going to be pretty, pretty uh, tough this year. I think they're pretty good. 
Um, and a surprise team. I don't know if you had a chance to watch, but um, when I look at a Steph Curry and I say, okay, this guy is a heck of a shooter, can shoot it from anywhere on the court. Uh, a guy I've actually seen here a couple games so far, he's averaging 39 points per game in his first two games and nine assists per game, is uh, Trey Young okay. for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. And if you watch his game... Now, he doesn't have a ton of great players around him, but they're young in the East. You know, if, I, if you look at what his team is, they're very similar to the Warriors in the fact that um, they've got a big-time score. Warriors have, obviously, Draymond and some other things there. But I really like what the Atlanta Hawks could be about this year, especially when you have a guy that can probably fill it from anywhere, like Steph Curry does in the West, but in Trey Young in the East. Too bad that Trey plays in Atlanta, where nobody in Atlanta cares about much of anything, do they? They don't. They don't. Yeah. But hey, when no one's watching, they can't get on you for misses. So you just yeah. keep putting it up there. That's true. All right, let's let's go back to to the Warriors. The best part about the Warriors is Draymond Green in his post game yesterday using several explicitives to describe how bad the Warriors are. And Wait, are they zero and two now? They're zero and two. That game wasn't even close. I mean, it was not Who even. Was, close. Who's yesterday's game? Uh, it was uh, was in Oklahoma City. Oh wow! Yeah, so it wasn't even close in that one. So you're right; they're in trouble. I don't. And they're not going to get any better because first off, the, some of the guys that left are gone for good. Uh, Thompson's gone as far as injury, so yeah. they're 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 pretty bad. Yeah. All right, let's get to my argument about the NBA. You ready? Mm-hmm. You uh, guys, I got a good one. Go. I I used to love the NBA. I don't like watching it anymore because it does three things. No fast break. They no, It's all pick and roll at the top of the key. It's all isolation. That's all they do. Everything's half-court offense. It's boring to watch when they're doing that all the time. It's you got to pick it up. There's got to be some more to it. I mean, you go back to the Lakers and the Sixers and the Celtics when they'd fast break, and this is all teams in the NBA. Why don't they fast break anymore? You got all these athletes out there, and they can't what? They can't dribble or what? What's the NBA based on right now? The two or the three? Based on the two or the three? Yeah. You mean as far as the, the what? What are what are teams looking for? Are they looking to shoot a three, or are they looking to go for a two? Well, here's here's what they do. They they shoot the three, and if they shoot a two, it's driving down in the lane, and no matter who's in the way, you run them over. For the most part, though, they're trying to go for three. They and like what the three. case is they're yeah. not trying to rush down there to shoot a three. They're rushing. They're trying to wait for their defense, their offense to get down there, so they shoot a three, get a rebound, and get a put back in that case. But for the most part, they're looking to put up as many shots as they can from the three point line as much as possible. Uh, that's when you look at like a situation like Houston who, with those. Those two guys there, I don't know how they're going to be any good. Yeah, uh, but that's what they want. Uh, the NBA, I, I really love the athleticism. What I see in the NBA, what's nice about the NBA too is there's recognizable players for the fact that they're not wearing a helmet, they're not wearing a hat. You can kind of see who the faces. I, I like that part of kind of realizing, and they've done it with the fans. I mean, the, the NBA players with the jerseys, and everything. It's really well. They do a great job with kids. Kids yeah. love the NBA. Um, it, it's it's. I'm a big NBA fan. But that stuff that's, to me, outside the X's and O's, I'm not talking about it's the threes. It's different like but anything else, though. I the don't... reason you don't like wrestling anymore is because of the way that's going. I mean, you're, you well, get off my lawn, let... man. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, but... Did you not say it really is better when you when you're actually wrestling? I love again. Right. I was so 36 years old. Dude. Of course, I'm going to go closer to you. NBA would be better if if listen if somebody in the living room like me, okay can watch them and say, here's what's going to happen. Screen and roll, screen and roll, screen and roll, drive. And nobody, again, nobody takes a charge. Nobody blocks out. Uh, they'll try to block a shot because they've got some athletes here there. We're not going to fast break. We're going to get down. We're set up for the, come on. I could coach in the NBA. Of course. 
then why watch? What's there to watch? They don't even need coaches. Just go ahead and run it of course, yourself. They don't need coaches. There's no offense they're running. I mean, there's nothing they're doing. They're doing. <laughs> so ISO. you agree with me that in some respects that it's boring. I don't you, think it's boring. You I mean, don't think I, that I, that I, doing that every time is not boring? No, I think that they do play defense in the NBA. I think oh, wait. Can you name a couple of times for me? Just name a couple for me. <laughs> well, there's one time when Jimmy McGee <laughs> went up to the layup and he blocked it. And he let the ball out of bounds and he, he did a set shot after that. He I, want, I want you to go over there to your... You listen, you got a great setup over here. Mm-hmm. I don't have this kind of money. So I want you to go over here and show me... Go back to an NBA game. Do you have an NBA league pass or whatever? Go find me if somebody plays defense. Okay, right now it is 3.44 on a Monday. What game right, am I playing live? <laughs> well, you tape them at all? I mean, can you... Do I tape them? What, yeah, what VHS? What do you do this week? I mean, <laughs> I don't care what you do. Do it, and then show me next week where somebody plays defense. Okay, I'll call you yeah. up on the rotary phone. and we'll oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> Might be a three-party line, yeah, though. Who knows? Does. All right, all right. Enough about the NBA, but the bottom line for me is I would like it better. Guys... Fast break. Run something besides the screen and roll. Uh, do something on offense. I'm sorry. Do something that's going to make me excited about the NBA. Block out once in a while. Maybe you're just watching the wrong team. Maybe if you come over to the Orlando Magic no, side, I, you might I, enter- entertain yourself watching some defense and some good team. Well, fortunately, unfortunately, I was watching the Pacers, I think, in one of those games. And then I was watching the Celtics and the Sixers in another game. And they ended up watching the Lakers and whoever they were playing. It was last night. Or it's Come on. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So you you're could, watching. Well, I'm trying to make see maybe one of these nights somebody will change something, but it's going to stop. You could take the uniforms off all those players, put them on somebody else. You won't know the difference in what their style is. All right, let's get to a couple other things. What else we got to talk about? All right, one last thing, and we got to get out of here. This isn't sixty minutes. This is supposed to be thirty minutes. (laughs) Oh wow! (laughs) I've got it. I've got it. By the way, World Series Houston comes back winning at three two. One quick thing about that. Because I, I looked in the Washington Post today because they're all pissed off out in Washington because they thought they got screwed by Lance Barksdale, their their umpire. All these borderline calls. Oh. All right, so now they want the electronic system put in. Just, they want to put it in tonight, I guess, or whenever they play again. Are you gonna? Are you honestly gonna tell me because you blew a three or two one lead or whatever it was, three one lead, whatever it is, that you're now? Worried about the umpire and some borderline calls. Yeah, it's come, on. come on. If you need, if you need every call to go your way for you to win, you're not very good in the first place. Yeah. So I, I would just say that the fans are talking at their rear ends, and we need to see more of the front ends of those ladies. In the first <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so enough about baseball. Houston, by the way, is going to win that series. Uh, because once you're down at this point, three, two, yeah, got to go, Houston gotta go to Houston. Nine, not going to happen. No. All right, real quick. Transgender athlete Rachel McKinnon is apparently wiping the ground up with his cycle racing. And she, by the way, is a man, is a transgender into a woman. Okay. I don't know how the language goes there. So she's I'm, a woman now. She's she a woman now. Man. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm assuming then all the parts have been fixed. and To be able to actually, I believe, to be able to actually compete, you have to have gone through the true, the full transition um, and have had to have certain levels of testosterone removed from you to be able to actually compete. Okay. But at the same time, there's enough left in you that you are actually still, in most respects, a man. And she's competing 
or he's competing as a woman in these sports. Is that fair to the women? So when you sent me this, you know, I saw in the past too with uh, wrestling, I've seen a former boy become a woman and then wrestle in the high school uh, championships and won state championships because of that. In this one, in a biking scenario, a former man becoming a woman, now a champion of women. Um, you're not going to see it the opposite way. When you have a yeah. transgender woman becoming a man, they're not going to be able to compete with men there. I do think that there's something that has to change on this part of it because though their levels of testosterone have been decreased uh, and they are a woman in this scenario, uh, I just still think that the what they grew up as, the ability of what they're able to do athletically is still that of or close to a man, where yeah. in most cases, a man in some of these scenarios is going to be more physically able to compete better than a really, truly born woman. Right. I agree. I don't think, I mean, to me, there is no way that you should be able to compete in these sporting events I don't care if you consider yourself a woman, a man, a tree, a dog, whatever. You need to compete as you were born, not as you have become. Correct. Does that make any I mean, sense? Well, just, let's just say it happens. You know, Kevin Garnett retires from the NBA and decides that he wants to uh, become a, a female. Right. And if that was his choices, he decides to do that and then somehow is able to come back and then play in the WNBA. Yeah. Would that be allowed? I don't believe that that would be because no. of the ability of which he has. Now, that's a far-fetched scenario compared to what uh, this lady has done, but... There, that that would not be something that you would say, yes, he's able to do that. So why in this scenario is she able to do that? Um, and then at what point do we stop it to say that this it's not fair to the, the females that were born females? Yeah. You say far-fetched. I'm not so sure anymore. Nothing surprises me that you wouldn't see some former NBA player retire early Maybe he didn't make a whole lot of money in the NBA, and maybe he felt that he was born a woman. I don't know what kept him from not feeling like a woman all these years. I don't want to get into that too much, but all of a sudden he decides, yeah, I do want to play in the WNBA. It's, it's, it's that person's choice, and they can absolutely do that, but at some point someone's going to do that that doesn't have the exact same reasonings that someone who really does feel that way wants to do it and could take advantage of that and then truly mess up the whole playing field for women uh, in their sports. You know what? And here's what I'm thinking. Now I want you to you take hike a, up your pants as you're talking. <laughs> I I still feel like a 13 year old boy, so I've decided I'm going to go back and play little league baseball. Is that okay? Can I do that? Is that can I? I've, hey, you can really do anything these days. Of I feel like a 13 year old boy. I'm going to go back and hit home runs. <laughs> you would probably have. You could probably take the court on your side to say you're able to do that. I know. I could do that. And how would you feel? That here I am. Listen. I'm six foot, about six foot two and about 220, full of muscle, you know, against little 12 year old kids. Now, see, that's kind of how they compare. Now, comparison. would you shave your facial hair with that? No, no I no. shouldn't have to. No. No, not if I, if I feel like a 13 year old boy. I've seen some kids that are 13 that probably have a lot of this. Yes. So, what's the difference? You're right. If I feel like a fire truck, one day I can go running around with, you know, maybe. Things on my head swirling around. <laughs> <laughs> little Jerry. Yeah. Huh? So any day, maybe I feel like it's microphone one day. It's just, it's nonsense. Okay. And again, people are going to say, oh, 
I just think it's nonsense. You shouldn't be able to compete. Competing, yes. That's different than if you actually feel that you are that way. That's totally different I scenario. feel like this little microphone one day. So I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I would support you. Thank you. I would support I you. I appreciate that. All right. Listen, a lot of things to cover. Again, next week, we may get a little deeper into this whole who knows what's going on. in this. Who, do we really know what's going on in this world today? We don't. Do we really know? We don't. What Pick do and rolls and basketball is all we do. Now we got transgender men turning into women. and Women showing their breasts, breasts on TV. In the game, of all things. And, and they get banned for it, of all things. So. But not banned on our show. Again, if you'd like to join this show, please do. We'd yeah. actually push Kalechi Assembly and the Jets away <laughs> to have you on. William, fly out here. So, all right, we'll see you next week. I want her live. I want want her live. Somehow, we'll get her on the show for live. We'll see you next week right here on Rapid Fire Sports. Fire Sports.